0: In the Old Testament, there was a city named Shechem. Shechem was built on the downward slope of Mount Ebal. If you follow the slope of Mount Ebal into the valley, it will meet the slope of another mount, another hill called Mount Gerizim. This is the place where Abraham entered the promised land and heard God say to him, this is the land that I'm going to give you and your descendants. Abraham built an altar there at Shechem. Shechem. Later, Abraham's grandson makes his way back to Shechem. Jacob comes back to Shechem. And it's right there that he makes amends with his brother Esau. And Jacob builds an altar there at Shechem. And he names that altar, God is my God. Later, Joshua would gather the people of God. And he would set a portion of the people of the nation of Israel at Mount Gerizim. He would set a portion of the people over at Mount Ebal. He would say to the people at Mount Gerizim, you represent the people who will follow the Lord and experience the blessing of following him. He said to the people on Mount Ebel, he said, you will represent the people who do not follow the Lord and the curses that will come on you if you turn away from the Lord. He set the people up on Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebel right there at Shechem to create this picture of the choice they needed to make. Then later, in Joshua's life, he stood before the people and he said to them, You choose this day who you will serve. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That happened at Shechem. Shechem was declared a city of refuge. That was a city where people could run and find protection and justice. Shechem was also made a city of the priests of Israel. It was one of the cities they owned, which meant that priests inhabit Shechem. And these were the people that were instructed to lead the people to follow the Lord. This significant city in the history of Israel, by the time of the days of the judges, had lost its way. They had become entrenched in idolatry and brokenness. They had pursued everything but the Lord. And in their desperation, their brokenness, they made the worst of choices. Let's look at Judges chapter 9. Judges chapter 9. If you have your Bible, let's open that up together and read From verse 1, Judges chapter 9. This is the story of Abimelech. And Abimelech, the son of Jerubal, who is Gideon. So every time you see Jerubal, you're going to think that's Gideon. The son of Jerubbaal went to Shechem, to his mother's relatives, and spoke to them and to the whole clan of the household of his mother's father saying, Speak now in the hearing of all the leaders of Shechem. Which is better for you, that seventy men, all the sons of Jeroboam, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? Also remember that I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's relatives spoke all these words on his behalf in the hearing of all the leaders of Shechem. And they were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our relative. They gave him 70 pieces of silver from the house of Baal-berith, it's a false god, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless fellows, and they followed him. Then he went to his father's house at Ophrah and killed his brothers, the sons of Jerubbaal, Gideon, 70 men on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubbaal, was left, for he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem and all Beth Melo assembled together and they went and they made Abimelech king by the oak of the pillar which was in Shechem. On this particular day in Shechem's history, it was a dark day. A day when the people decided to choose for themselves a king who did not care about the people. And cared even less about God. Well, Jotham, when he escapes, he makes his way to Mount Gerizim. He climbs up on Mount Gerizim and he yells out towards Mount Ebal to the people of Shechem. And he tells them a story. And in the story, he's conveying a cry for justice. He's conveying in this story a challenge to the people of Shechem. And he basically says to the people, if you've made the choice of the right king, then I hope you'll be blessed and that you will rejoice. But if you've made the choice of the wrong king, I am hoping that justice prevails. And so he says, let fire come out of Abimelech and burn up the people of Shechem. And may fire come out of Shechem and burn up Abimelech. And he voices this curse from Mount Gerizim, crying out for justice. And then Jotham runs for his very life. And he escapes. And Abimelech continues to reign and rule for three years. And at the end of three years of his reign, the fire that Jotham hoped would come, was ignited. God came to make right the wrongs that had been done. God wanted to demonstrate to His people, you may have chosen a king and think you live under His rule. That king may think that he can do whatever he wants with no regard for me. But the truth is, I am ruling. No one rules higher than me. No one is able to rule over my people like I rule over my people. And God stirred up Abimelech towards the people of Shechem. And He stirred up the people of Shechem towards Abimelech. And the people of Shechem began to devise a way that they could usurp the power of Abimelech. Abimelech gets wind of the plot. And he begins to devise a plan to take care of the people of Shechem. And all chaos breaks out. In Shechem. Well, sure enough, Abimelech gathers his troops and he goes in and he wipes out the city and he gets the tower fortress, the inner chamber full of the leaders of Shechem, and he sets it on fire and he burns them to death. And literally, Abimelech has fire going forth from him to destroy the leaders of Shechem. Abimelech continues on his terror. He goes to a neighboring area. He attacks their tower fortress. And a woman pushes out a millstone from the top of that tower. And that millstone falls down and catches Abimelech on the head and crushes him to death. And fire has gone out and destroyed Abimelech. I want you to notice in chapter 9 the last two verses in the story. Verse 56 and 57 say, Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech which he had done to his father in killing his seventy brothers. Also, God returned all the wickedness of the men of Shechem on their heads, and the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam, came upon them. The people of Shechem thought they could make a decision to have any old king ruling over them. As if they were free from any rule. They did whatever they wanted, and they made Abimelech king, and then Abimelech did whatever he wanted, had no concern really for the people or for God, and they were all living as if there was no ruler in Israel. But God made it clear to His people that no matter who might be called king, the one true ruler over Israel was God Himself. And He brought justice. He brought justice to the people. He made the wrongs right. As if to display to his people, I am ruler over you. And right here between Mount Gerizim, the Mount of Blessing, and between Mount Ebal, the Mount of Cursing, God puts on display a choice for the people. What ruler will you follow? God was telling His people, I'm the right king. I'm the one who establishes justice and righteousness in my land. And what you've had is the wrong king. And I've made things right so that you can make a choice. God wanted His people to recognize that He was the right kind of king. But that the only way they could experience the blessings of having the right kind of king is to become the right kind of follower. The blessings of having the right kind of ruler come only to the right kind of followers. I am so excited today that in a few minutes in our service, our worship pastor search committee is going to share with you the name of what they believe is the right kind of leader. The kind of leader who will help us all follow the Lord more in this place as a church family. I'm thrilled about what they're going to share with you in a few moments. And I cannot wait for us to experience what it means for our church family. But I want to remind you that the blessings of the right kind of leaders come to the right kind of followers. Are y'all paying attention to the politics going on right now? Y'all watching that stuff? You know, the last thing anybody wants to hear when they come to church is a preacher talking about politics. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I hear people talking about, well, who are we going to vote for now? Y'all heard that? I want to remind you through the story of Abimelech what all of us need to be reminded of as we approach, particularly the November election. What do you think about those who are ruling over us on a local level, a state level, a national level, and then eventually our new president? When you think of those ruling over us, we as the people of God certainly should stand for the truth. We should certainly engage in our culture, our political realm. We should vote According to biblical truth, we should encourage our leaders to be the right kind of leaders. We should pray and cry out to God that they would be the right kind of leaders. But what we should never, ever do is forget as the people of God that we have one ruler who's ruling over us and Jesus Christ is the ruler we can't live without. He makes all the difference. So just be, re- just be reminded and be encouraged as we approach all of these Elections coming in the fall. That Jesus Christ is king of kings and lord of lords. And he is who we serve. And and listen, the blessings of having the right kind of king come to those who are the right kind of followers. The last thing we need to become as November approaches is the wrong kind of followers of Jesus Christ the blessings of having the right kind of ruler come to those who are the right kind of followers. So if we're going to respond today to the message of Abimelech, then we need to respond to our king by surrendering our lives to be the right kind of followers. I want you to think about your life, just how you've been living your life. If you were to evaluate the way you've been living your life, would you say that you've been living your life in a way that you act more like you're the king of your own life or you act more like Jesus is the king of your life? Here's the thing. Regardless of how you act, regardless of what you think, Jesus is the king of your life. It's just a whole lot better to live like he's the king of your life because the blessings of the right kind of king come to the right kind of follower. The the way that God has structured the real economy is that what you sow, you reap. If you sow into your daily life a trust in the good rule of Jesus Christ, you will reap life. If you sow into your daily life a disregard for God's good rule over you, You will reap the loss of your way. Who will you choose to be king of your life? The right kind of king is ready for you to choose to follow him. And that's the only way you'll experience the blessings of the right kind of king. A decision to surrender to Jesus Christ and his rule. You know what that looks like on a daily basis? It really is not that complicated in terms of where it comes from, how it looks, how it develops out of your life. Here's the simple way that you make a daily decision to surrender to the rule of Jesus Christ in your life. Here's how how it works out. You make a decision that tomorrow you're going to start your day by praying. Lord, I want to acknowledge that you are ruler over all, that you have everything in your hands. And that the best way for me to live my life is to live under your rule. And so today I just give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you my family, I give you my decisions I give you my plans, my hopes, my dreams, my future. I just lay it all down before you because you hold it all and you're the right kind of ruler. And the only way for me to experience the life you want me to experience is if I'm the right kind of follower. I want to follow you. It just begins with prayer. I mean, how can you set yourself up to make decisions throughout your whole day if you've not made a decision to come before the Lord in prayer and just say, Lord, I want to follow you. You need to open up God's Word every day and read and hear what God is saying so that you might be one who hears what He says and able then to align your life with who He is. How can you live under the rule of Jesus who is speaking through His Word if you are never hearing or listening to what He's saying? Just, just every day that you possibly can, just start the day by reading in the Word, seeing who Christ is and saying, if that's who you are, I want to align my life with your rule. And I want to tell you right now, Lord, that I want to follow you. I don't know what that's going to look like today, but today before I get to the decision point, I want to tell you that I'm going to make a decision that says I'm under your rule and your reign in my life. You think about the city of Shechem. I mean, this is the one place where people should have been paying attention to what God said. A city full of priests who were directed to tell the people what to do. And you think about the church, the one group of people who should know how to live under the rule of their king because we have been given his word. But we will never live under his rule. If we are not reading his word and submitting our lives to him. You know, the mandate of our king is really simple. There's just really three ways you could boil down the mandate of Jesus Christ, our king. One is to love him with all of who you are. God wants you to love him with everything you are, every fiber of your being, all your heart, your mind, your strength, everything. Everything. He wants you to love Him above all other things. He wants you to love Him above your job, love Him above your things, love Him above your family, to love Him above your own life. You know, when you love God and you strive to love Him with all that you are, you'll love everybody else around you, and that's His second mandate, to love people. When you love God with all your heart, you will find within you the ability to love people. And to love them with the love of God so that people who have hurt you, that you have a hard time forgiving, you will find within you the ability to forgive and love. People that you know that cannot love you back, cannot return the love you give them, you'll find within yourself the capacity to love them even though there will be no return because you've already received the love of God and you need no return. God wants you to love Him with all you are, and then out of that to love people like they cannot be loved simply by someone who is not aware of the love of God. And then God wants you just to walk alongside people and help them to learn how to love God and to love people just like you're learning. That's the mandate of our King. He wants you to love Him, to love people, and help others to do the same thing. And there is simply no greater way To spend your life. Jesus spent some time in Shechem. When he was walking the earth. He made his way into Shechem. He was there by himself at Jacob's well. And while he was waiting for his disciples. To bring provisions from the city. A woman comes to that well. To get water. She comes up. Jesus begins to talk to her. And he says. I have living water. If you choose to drink the water that I have to give, you will never thirst again. There she was between Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal with a choice to make. Will she live under the rule of Jesus and experience life? Or would she continue to live as if she was the king of her own life? And lose her way. Did you know this moment this morning is our Shechem? This is our moment between Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal where we all can make a choice. Who will you serve? Who will you serve? We have the right kind of king. The question, are we the right kind of followers?